Listen to WGN Radio's newest podcast, Behind the Badge, Illinois, hosted by David Hochberg. Behind the Badge, Illinois, views current events through the eyes of Illinois law enforcement leaders. Tune in. Visit WGNRadio.com slash Behind the Badge. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to Paul Listnick Behind the Curtain. And, uh, of course, that great music, those scenes are from a hot new show. Theater is back in Chicago, and it is Skates the Musical playing at the, I haven't said this phrase before, the Studebaker Theater downtown. Yeah, how about that? Um, <laughs> joining me are the stars of the show. We'll talk all about that because I have to be sure they understand the history that they've come into there, uh, is, uh, my old friends. I'm going to remind them how Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young, who you all know from uh, many projects, but certainly American Idol where, uh, memory was, you were the, um, Diana, you were the third season, right? You came in second. I was. Yes, I was. Hi, Paul. Good to see you again. Hi there. Ace, you were the fifth season. I was, man, came in seventh. And I, uh, I was two years later and I didn't get to meet her until she was 22. Yeah, but yeah, well, I was going to ask you about that. But you also, in fairness to you, because I know hey, she came in second, you came in seventh. But man, the competition, your year as well, man, you, you had Taylor Hicks and Catherine McPhee. I mean, you yeah. all turned out to be stars from that season. Yeah. Chris Daughtry, Kelly Pickler. It was, it was pretty heavy hitting. It was a yeah, lot of fun. We, we learned a lot and we're still friends to this day. Imagine if you just waited one more year. Oh, well, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I didn't think the show was going to be there. <laughs> it's still there. Right. As amazing. it takes 20 years. Who uh, would have thought? <laughs> unbelievable. So um, this is a reunion for us. And, and the last time we were together was on stage and I'll see if you can, I'll let you see if you guess what's, what show were you here for on stage where I, who generally sits down front and always in the stupid suit, cause I'm coming from the studio, joined you on stage, only person in a suit. What show did we do? What show did we do here in Chicago, here in Chicago, which means it's a very limited options. That, Uh-oh, yes. Paul, you might have to give us you might go, have to go give for the big go for the clue. big go for the Does big one, Diana. Of, go go for the Broadway. A lot, of color? Show. a lot of colors? No, it was hair. Yes, a lot of yes, oh, yes, yes, yes. I I thought we a were, lot of colors. Uh, letting our hippie down. <laughs> yes. I thought Ace, when you said a lot of colors, I thought you meant that was the name of a show. Yes. <laughs> Tons of colors. And I fortunately somebody took a picture of me, and I I don't know how to the thing is when I pull things up here, get, there's that background behind me and you can't show them. But it is me and my stupid suit and, and you guys, and it was a great time. Hair. We were doing let the sunshine in, and I so didn't belong, but I love that show. And <laughs> everyone belongs. Everyone belongs, yes, especially <laughs> in an epic dance party. That's amazing. <laughs> and at the end of the opening of skates, which I attended on uh, Sunday, um, you know, people are on their feet and dancing. And I, I looked at my friend Cindy and I went, should I go back up and have the reunion now? Yes. yes. Oh, we wish you should have. <laughs> she, she said, go You're ahead. I said, or, should, <laughs> or should I wait until security removes me? I, I don't know. 
No, no, we, we, we would have, have let you dance out. <laughs> I love it. Well, I wasn't in a suit then. Uh, and, and by the way, it would have been fun to go up there because you are playing with all sorts of fun Chicago people. Adam Fain, uh, who I've known, Kevin Rostin. I mean, you. I, I hope you're having fun. We'll talk about the show, but just the people are in this show and stuff. you got some great Chicago talent. Oh my gosh, they're incredible people, most importantly, which is, I think, that, you know, the heart of any project is you want to work with people you like, uh, especially when you're in the arts, because our whole job is to be vulnerable and open and, you know, and you want to do that around people you feel safe and protected with. And everyone in our cast is just spectacular. Um, you know, we have a few of us that are, are out of towners, mm-hmm. but, uh, you know, th- you guys here in Chicago just have such an incredible community of artists. So I I was not surprised that our incredible Chicago locals are just knocking out of the park. And they actually, you know, they really helped us rise to the occasion as well. You know, it's it's a brand new show for everyone. It's the first time in a long time that there's not a book or a movie or something that it's being derived from. This is actually from, you know, a real Chicago life story. And uh, it's, it just feels great to have such great support with, you know, Corey Goodrich and like you said, Adam Fain at Kelly Felthouse. I call her Kelly full out Felthouse because <laughs> she is always full out. She's incredible. So when, you, when, you, when, you, when you dance, but you don't want to go all out, you mark. So we call it marking. <laughs> she is full out every time. 110% all the time. Wow. Yeah. Everyone Amazing. is great. And you know, they've just we've all created our version of skates together and that's been the most fun. That's why you want to do these new projects is you want to help create a piece and bring it to life. And especially with so many Chicago references. And like I said, it is a Chicago based story. It just makes sense to have, have those fabulous Chicago folks involved too. So Ace, I'm going to have you talk about the plot of the show because your wife plays one role you play for. So give us a brief synopsis of the show and work your characters into it. I love it. Yeah, so, keep it brief, Ace. <laughs> so, it's hard to do when I know so many different characters' viewpoints. But uh, so this is primarily about a, an artist that's blowing up in her career with her big single in the 90s. This is Jacqueline Miller coming back to Windy City Skates to reopen her roller rink she grew up in as a child. When she gets to Windy City Skates, her business world is falling apart. She just lost her manager. She's trying to get a footing in her career while everyone's getting all the attention of her popularity, but her business is falling apart. She is right then at that moment visited by her 12-year-old self that had all these memories at Windy City Skates before she grew up into this amazing pop talent she is. And this 12-year-old self gets to confront her about her current life decisions and see if she's actually happy with who she has become. And who are you amongst all those storylines? Amongst amongst the 90s and the 70s memories with both Jacqueline's, my wife being the 90s Jacqueline, um, I get to play the love interest who plays saxophone in the 90s, and I get to play... A bully in the 70s. Dun, Russell dun, dun, dun. I also get to play two other characters that I flip in between throughout the show. And I jump back and forth between those quite a bit. But it is primarily about if you could be visited by your 12-year-old self, would you be happy with your life decisions today? And by the way, Diana, the actor who plays your 12-year-old self, what a set of pipes. Isn't she incredible? Emma Chase Lord is just Brilliant. A gem of a human all the way around. And funny enough, we know her dad. That Before this even came about, 
10 years ago, we met her dad at a theater in Branson, Missouri. And we just became, you know, buddies online. We stayed in touch. And next thing you know, fast forward 10 years, he's like, hey, my daughter is going to be in a show with you. We're like, what? This is so crazy. So it's such a small world. This is Emma's first equity contract. So she's joining our union on the skates show. We're just so Ah. proud of her. And Y'all just stay tuned. Keep in touch with her because she's going to do great things. That, just super. By the way, I'll go back to Diana for my trivia questions. There's a, line, there's a line in the show which shows that the interview we're doing right now, remembering who I'm with, there's a line in the show that uh, means you meet your obligation and your brother manager met your obligation. Yes, yes. Even though... Jacqueline's world blows up in 1994. Business manager leaves her, steals her money. Her musician, her sexy, sexy musician boyfriend played by Mr. Ace Young, uh, you know, maybe kind of leaves her high and dry as well. She finally does uh, get to, like you say, uh, do her obligations. She performs at Windy City Skates and uh, she does get to talk to a little WGN. (laughs) I love that. You know, (laughs) I feel so good because every time, whenever there is some kind of struggle, it's always WGN. And I just feel bad for my channel seven friends and the channel five. and just kind of look back and just go, sorry, dudes. <laughs> it's always about us. It's always you can't about help us. how the cookie crumbles. It is what it is, right? <laughs> exactly. And so, listen. So it's it's cold skates, and that means that when I first heard about this back in 2019 or whenever 2020, whenever this was supposed to be, I thought, well, this is going to be a roller skating show, and and the flavor of the show. Tell me if you, I'm wrong, but it's kind of a. Uh, there's grease meets hairspray, um, a little Xanadu. I mean, that's the feeling of all those kinds of shows to me. And I wondered yes. about Starlight Express. This is the good news. I thought if they're skating in this historic theater, uh, forget the wooden stages and whatever, I'm going to be going, I can't hear a word she said because the skates are so loud. So Diana, they fix that with, with the technique, which I understand actually is being patented. Yes, yes. We have illusion skate boots, which I know at first sound very off-putting. Like you said, skating show, you expect roller skates. That makes sense. Well, we also have to take into consideration not only the sound, as you mentioned, because yes, it would be very loud and our very tiny sensitive microphones that we do wear on stage would be driving our sound person crazy. Mm. But also, you know, we actors and dancers, we're not really um, skaters per se. (laughs) So for our own safety, we have these illusion skate boots that our designer, Lindsay McWilliams, uh, helped create that give the incredible illusion along with Christopher Chase Carter's choreography of us skating. It's It was a whole technique that, bless our precious cast, took some uphill um, sliding. Oh, we, had to, we had to learn how to use them, and when we definitely did. And it, yeah, somebody explain. You have, to, you, have to, you have to, like, lean forward on them, right? Yeah. So, so the front, the brake, just like a roller skate, is on the toe. So everything else is really slippery. It's so, like a felt bottom. Almost like a felt bottom. Yeah. So the only way to start or stop is with that brake on the toe, just like a roller skate. So you have to use your toe almost like you're moonwalking in every direction. And, it, it and then took, you kind of squat down and push yourself along the floor. And that's so. what creates the illusion of the skate. And, and it, it's, it's, uh, it's so much fun to actually have the, the nostalgia of this roller skating rink. Because for me, I remember my parents dumping me at the roller rink. They'd be like, all right, we'll see you in 12 hours. <laughs> I got to be there all day. But for a kid, that was my free place. That was my place to, to go have fun. And I feel that every time I put these, these, these 
skates on and yeah. I get to run and out on the stage. And our company is going to have the best buns in the business. <laughs> and, and when the show, when, when you do leave the show millions of years from now, take those boots with you because you're definitely going to want to just go to parties with them. And, and They're I, so I, fun. They really are. Yeah. So the show's written by, the show's written by Christine Rea and uh, she's from here. And, you know, again, I couldn't help when the show started and things going on. The people around me, the, the friend I was with kept saying, you know, we had these rollers. She remembered the hub. She's even posted some pictures like this was a big deal here in the 70s, the world of skating. I don't know if it was where you grew up, but um, talk about the, the fact that this is a, a Chicago based show. We're going to be very lucky because if it goes to Broadway, we're going to get the references. They may or may not. <laughs> yes, yes. No, it's Chicago, like roller skating really blew up out of Chicago. Like we can say that for a fact, like Chicago helped put roller skating on the map. But yes, it was, it is a universal thing across. I know a lot of like my childhood memories were at the rink um, and I, several of other, other friends in the cast, you know, a few of our other ones that are a little too young to remember the roller rink kind of breaks my heart. But you know, <laughs> we were, we were latchkey kids where it's like your parents had to go to work and they were like, okay, keep yourself out of trouble for a few hours until I get home. Where would you go? The roller rink was a safe place to go. And, and, uh, you know, we've met people here that as soon as we bring up the concept of the show or what's it, what it's about, people have that same reaction of, Oh my gosh, I grew up at my rink. I lived at my rink. That was like my babysitter. I mean, all these different people can connect with it. And it is tough to see, like, we don't really have that right now for, especially for our young people. Um, I do know roller skating is definitely on the rise, if, especially if you're on the TikTok. Especially with the river here in Chicago, you can go roller skate right outside. Yeah, so, you know, maybe yeah. come see our show and then go over to Millennium Park or Maggie Daly Park and, like, get your skate on afterward. <laughs> you're getting the references. I'm going to have to borrow those boots, though, because I can't skate either. So I'm not sure <laughs> There you go. Deal. You'll slide so, with us. It'll be just fine. <laughs> we made reference to so you being in the Studebaker Theater, which this is the show that's reopening, the reopening of that theater. And, you know, there's an actor here named Mike Nussbaum. He's 96 seven years old, still acting uh, beyond the word legend. Feel free to kind of look him up, check him out. He might even come see you. But there was an interview. There's a, an interview in the paper today uh, about the Studebaker and redoing it under Jacob, the guidance of my friend Jacob, who oversaw that. But Nussbaum can remember being there in the early 30s and where if you wore a white shirt or something, you got to usher. He performed on that stage uh, decades ago. But when you just hear that, he wow. probably goes back the longest in his memory, being 97 years old. Yeah. But, uh, you know, I was in there. It was movie theaters for a while. It was different stuff. But um, what sense do you get to be in? In uh, so many things in Chicago are historic. Uh, when you did Hair, I think that was at, at that time the Schubert Theaters, not now. But you know, all of these theaters are these old dramatic theaters that you know are right in line with New York or any big city that holds old great theaters. There, there is a, a sense of class in in the theater, even in the backstage area. It just feels like it was put together for a purpose. And it, it wasn't thrown up fast. Yeah, you know, this thing, collapse. this was built to be here and you feel it when you're in the building. So you, you almost feel more professional as an actor when you walk into a place like that. Um, and then there's also some, some history on some spirits that might be there with us. <laughs> so we've been, we've been trying to study where they might be and see if we can entertain them during the show as well. Yeah, and get them there, on our side. There is, a, there, there is a woman who she was a secretary. And, uh, and, and she, so have you, well, now you're there. Have you been, have you run into her or anybody else? We have not, but we've all been on the lookout. Trust me, especially Emma and I, we like to be, you know, our own little, you know, PIs if we can. <laughs> we definitely have heard some, some sounds when there weren't people and some doorknobs haven't worked. Yeah, there they do work. have been some quirky little things that have happened, but you know, like the, the building just went under a huge renovation. So yeah. we have had lots of, of things kind of being stirred up and with the show, you know, just opening, 
we're not surprised if, you know, little things start happening, but we would definitely love to meet the secretary if she would like to, to meet us. But we'll get her some skates. There is a connection. <laughs> she's probably aggravated because you all did, uh, did this work and disturbing her peace for a while, but hopefully she settled back. So, you know, here you guys, again, you have done projects together. You have your own individual careers as well, but you've done projects together. But I was thinking like at the end of a day or at the end of the rehearsal process, Whereas most actors would go home and talk to their spouse or partner. How was your day? You know how the day was. So you got nothing to talk about. Yeah, our day kind of wraps up on the walk home. We just kind of, you know, we walk back to our apartment. It's like, all right, okay, that happened. So and what do you feel like eating? Moving basically, on. <laughs> basically, we already know what happened in the day. So you're exactly right. It's, it's nice to be able to move to the next thing together. Instead of having to recap the whole yeah. day all the time. We can quickly figure out, oh, is this going to be like a 30-minute stretch or like an, an hour and a half stretch? <laughs> do, do, you have any, do you have any rules that say like when you're stopping for dinner, do you say, okay, no show talk. Let's talk about family and other things. Or do you sit down and go, you know, in that scene where the... <laughs> Probably, I don't, I don't really little, have any rules. Probably but... a little bit of both. Like yeah. we, we we get we call it mushy brain. Like yeah. when you can't when you can't think any further for that character, you just go that one has to go to bed for tonight. That's a mushy brain. Yeah. Moving on. But uh, yeah. but when we do come up with a good idea, we like to be able to brainstorm it when we're you know having breakfast or just doing our normal daily routine because that's a it's a nice time where the answer doesn't have to come because when you're on stage and you brainstorm something. You want to try it instantly. So you're yeah. trying to come to some yeah. type of conclusion. It's nice to just go, I don't know. I'm going to think about that. And I'll let you know. And you kind of yeah. bounce the idea back and forth before you get to try it. Yeah, we're creative people in that way. It kind of just never stops. Right. <laughs> you know, the music in the show, I feel as though numbers were written. I, I don't know whether Christine had you guys in mind for, maybe you do know that uh, as a team. Because by the way, putting you together, is, it was masterful to do that. But there are some songs, Diana, you get to belt and, and Asia. I mean, it ju- I just feel as though there's a lot of music that, that if it didn't have you in mind, was clearly made for you. Oh, thank you. We really lucked out. Rick Briskin, uh, Christine's husband, is you know a fantastic musician, and he really trusted us with it, with the material as well, to let us do what we do. And, and that's how we kind of got involved in this in the first place was you know doing the demos for yeah. the show because every show is trying to you know get attention and and they wanted to put out a concept album. So that's how we first got involved with skates and. So we fell in love with the music first and, you know, and that's our background is we, we were we right. come from the singing world, even though, you know, yes, I've been acting and doing theater since I was a wee child. Uh, most folks know us, both of us as, as singers first. Mm-hmm. So it was, a, I think, an easy way to also introduce the material to our fans and, uh, thank you so much for for appreciating our hard work on the music. We love to sing it. And mm-hmm. uh, it's a, it's really, it's, it's so much fun to perform every night. Do you guys, Ace, do you guys embrace the American Idol pass. And the reason I say that is sometimes I, mean, I interview a lot of celebrities and whatever, and, and I find that many who are recognized for a particular role, particular something, in my world, they actually do embrace it. They understand it's why people know them or love them. But I have had the experience of talking to people who are like, please don't, don't bring that up. I don't want to talk about it. There's actually some American Idol people. Not, sorry, that's not right. That's not right. I was thinking of, of a different show. Somebody who's like, I don't want to talk about that. And I thought, it's what you're known for. So I'll leave the name out, but I'm just sort of curious. Do you embrace it or do you wish, you know, this guy's going to bring up American Idol again? Here we go. I, I'm the fifth son who hasn't had a secret in my whole life, truthfully. Like, I was, I was happy that I didn't have to tell anybody once American Idol happened because they had already <laughs> told everybody for us. It was, it's something that it, it's so big and it was so grand and it was such a timestamp. 
I feel like I have to embrace it as a beautiful chapter of my life. And, and, and the reason I, I can embrace it is because I still get to talk about it. Truthfully, from the other side, it's like if you're bringing it up, that's still something for us to communicate on as we push further in new art. And, and we get to reconnect on something that we all met on again, which was Idol, and move forward. I do have a lot of friends that I know were trying to deal with their contracts with Idol as they moved out, and they didn't want to brand with it as they went out with their new teams. So they were trying to change all the wording of everything. But for us, for I mean, when Idol's on its 100th season, <laughs> and, and we are on our and they bring you back. Seventeenth yes. <laughs> show that we're doing, we will happily talk about Idol still to that day because it was a big chapter and it was a big part of our life meeting you. Yeah, and and, and by the way, and as I told you, I've done my homework. My understanding is you guys were married by somebody who knew each of you separately before you knew each other, and then married you because then that friend knew you together. That we did, correct. yes, yes. So um, you know, we are um, more spiritual than I would say religious people, and so when we were planning our wedding, we weren't really quite sure like who or what to call for an officiant, but we wanted it to feel special to us. And you know, we were going through all the people we know and loved, and we kind of thought it would be great, like you said, to have someone who knew both of us before as individuals, but then also kind of respected and supported us as a couple. And there was only one person that really fit that bill, and that's our uncle, as we call him, Mr. Fred Bronson. And so he covered Idol for Billboard magazine. He was the on-staff writer for all of the, the press and things like that. And he got to know both of us really well <laughs> through, through our own Idol experiences. And he even published me in a chicken soup for the American yeah. Idol Soul. And he, he did I, my <laughs> bio for RCA. Like he knows. He is us. a dear friend, and we've we've done stuff with him. Running him around NBA events when they were still mm-hmm. happening live back in the day in yeah. Vegas. And, and when we got engaged, uh, we were trying to plan the wedding. We his name came up, and we thought, well, you know. We love Uncle Fred. Like he, he's one of the few people that also post idol is really supportive of, of every idol. Like he, as a person, not just as like a business enterprise, which is a rarity. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we asked him, and I think he was flabbergasted <laughs> when we asked him because we ended up being his very first wedding. But I think he's gone on to do about four or five since then. So, so he got we certified. started a trend. <laughs> he got certified for us. And well, I was uh, going to say. Fantastic job. Yeah. yeah, when you renew your vows after like 25 years, I'll do it because I too am certified by that Universal Life Church or whatever it's called. It cost yes. me 1995. Me too. I, <laughs> but here's no the thing. Trade-off. <laughs> you know, the thing is, I, I could have gotten my rabbinical certificate for another 10 bucks. I'm like, I'm not spending another 10 bucks. <laughs> That's too much. We draw the line. Well, when you go to Starbucks in the morning, you're going to get that extra thing for seven. <laughs> exactly. And, and points. Well, let me take it back to the show. And uh, I'm sorry, because uh, you know, I can talk to you for hours just by playing around, going to different places. But, but, uh, but Diana, back to the show. You know, yes, Ace told us the story of the show, you know, the 70s, and she gets a hit in 1994 and all of that. But I feel like it's deeper than that. I feel as though your character has to fight you don't talk to your 12 year old self for all that, that time and and not get something out of it what what does what does your character come to learn over the 20 or so years uh that you've been waiting for this dream to come through it's more than just my dream came true yes you are right it is more than just my dream came true uh what what i believe to be what jackie jacqueline my character finally learns from jackie her younger self is that to honor 
who and what you loved before the world got to you. You know, when you're at that tween age where you're old enough to know better, but you, you are still naive enough that the world hasn't quite brought you down. It hasn't, you know, taken away that glow of being a kid. And it's that sweet kind of tween age, right? Where you think you dream your biggest dreams. You, you're, you're falling in love for the first time. You're having so many big firsts and uh, you start to build who you are and what you want to do and be with your life. And uh, Jacqueline loses that as she kind of goes through her 20 years away from Chicago. And so when she does finally get confronted by uh, little Jackie, it takes her a minute. She doesn't want to think back on all the things that the times she was hurt and the times that, oh, wow, I, I grew this insecurity because of this moment or this made me think this way or this made me do this. I am this way. It makes her really stop and um realize why she is and who she is because of where she came from, if that makes sense. <laughs> and so, yeah. So finally she, she kind of comes to terms with, terms with that and accepts that and believes in herself again, instead of trying to, you know, have other people bring her her happiness or other things give her her happiness. She finds the happiness for herself. And a, so many of your characters, depending on how you define them, you're not, I mean, they're troubled. <laughs> um, and I'm trying to think, are there any of them redeeming? But yes, there, there is a redeeming thing. Um, Loader and my, my disco guy. Right. Well, I'm thinking of the slushy repairs, but, but uh, we, can't, we, can't, we can fix things. Um, but out of curiosity, what insights do you get from playing? There's a common thread to the characters you play in, in those ways. But would you say that, that Ace in those roles is also um, uh, growing and learning something about not about Ace, but about just sort of his characters as they develop over 20 years. Does that make sense? Oh, most definitely. I, 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 am, I am learning more as we run the show um, because with, with different people, I, it, it's hard to play a bully if, if you like bullies and you are a bully. <laughs> but yeah. when you really don't like them, you can play them really well. And I've never really enjoyed bullies. They've been the one thing I've hated since I was a kid. So I... I feel that I can present the, the person that really irritates us in a bully well. This show has really allowed me to, to see how they might actually grow in a 20-year period to have possible, meaningful reason for being. Like, people change. Even the bad people have to change, right? So in that 20-year gap, my one thing I am still playing with is how the bullies change. And Russ is the only guy I really get to play with on the change because Blake's already in the 90s. So Blake just has to grow up. <laughs> but also, right. like, why does a person do what they do? You know, yeah. but that's our job as an actor is to figure out, is to give ourselves motivation for these scenes. And it's been, it has been interesting to dive into why does Blake freak out on Jacqueline? Mm -hmm. Why does Jacqueline accept some of this kind of... Uh, negativity from him? And why is she in those certain places? Why does Russ life? have so much to prove? Yeah. yeah, he really has so much to prove. His mom was Penny the Pulverizer, and, and she was literally like one of the best best skating roller derby, roller derby queens. queens. Yeah. So he has a lot to prove, but was. So mom's not there anymore. So Russ is running alone with, with a younger sibling and just trying to, you know, be a grown-up. But he's also trying to be a kid. So he has a lot of things going against him, man. He's, so he's, he's somebody I'm still playing with. <laughs> so you guys are living in the, in the theater world, the music world. If, if somebody came to you, if your agent came to you and said, okay, what do you want to do next? So when, when Skates is behind you, so years down the line, and they came to you, Diana, and said, all right, is it an album? Is it a concert tour? Or do you want the next Broadway show? What do you want to do? Yes. 
I want to do it all, you know, and, and, um, yeah, I, I kind of, I've let my career, let my heart lead my career and being like, what feels like is going to be the most fun and bring the most joy to my life because we only get so much time on this earth. And, you know, I'm trying to enjoy every opportunity as it comes. And, you know, I was, it was so intriguing to me when I found my way to theater, um, right after Idol, I loved theater growing up and I never quite thought it would ever be a part of my career because the recording side was like, oh no, no, you can't, you can't do both. You can't do both. But I come from the old school world of like, if you're an entertainer, you're an entertainer, like you got to do it all. And so it's been such a blessing to have found my way into the theater community and to have thrived here. But to also now we have had albums and we, we have a cabaret show that you know, has been taking off. Like, who would have thought? <laughs> yeah, we got to do it yeah. in New York. It was so much fun. Yeah. Are you so gonna, after, can you we do, would are love you gonna, to bring our show here to Chicago, so yeah. stay tuned. Uh, okay. Stay tuned. But you can't, you can't do it like at Davenport here or the, on an off night or something like that. Well, we won't say no just yet. Okay. Uh, some things are cooking oh, in okay. the world. Uh, we, we wanted to get skates up and settled and make sure, like, we were we good, we were good to go for, our, you know, eight shows a week and we're not sure. over overselling ourselves but um i think we would love to do more of those because we have a, a lot of fun with our cabaret show and maybe even record that i know both of us have more music we want to release most definitely. and uh, we're just looking forward to just continuing to bring joy and and entertainment to the masses yeah, any, friends like you <laughs> anytime we get to play in the arts we're having a fun fun day it's like playground time for yep. us so, so ace you, ace you agree ace you yeah. agree it's all of the above is the next project for you yeah, I feel that I feel that we're supposed to go where we're needed, and and I can't say which one of those is going to be the one that grabs me next. But we we have some new music always ready, and if uh, if if a phone call doesn't come in, we're going to put on some concerts. Yeah, beautiful. <laughs> I'll be there, and I'll come up on stage too. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> then you'll know who it is. Oh my God, he's here. You gotta uh, wear the suit though. I know. I'll put this up. Put a suit on. Uh, so. But, but, before I let you go, look, everybody who lives in this city loves this city. And so I, you know, we always, I hate asking like, what's your favorite kind of food or whatever. But, you know, I talked to Richard Thomas recently for To Kill a Mockingbird and, and he was more about getting to the Art Institute. And so you guys are here for so long and you have been here. Do you have different things do you do? I mean, is it, is it about it? Is it about uh, museums or going to see the Frida Kahlo exhibit or something like that? Or is it like, let's go to Luminati's and let's have some pizza? All of the above. You're like ticking all the boxes. Good. Well, because we've been in rehearsal and with the show having so much to do, putting the show up, we have really had very little free time. So. We walked to the planetarium. We want to go in all yes. of the museums. I want to go to the aquarium. I want to go to the Art Institute. I definitely want to see the Frida Kahlo mm-hmm. and the Prince Immersion exhibit. Yeah. Oh, I love Oh, Prince. you've been doing your homework. You know what's here. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You better believe it. We have Mondays and Thursdays dark, so we're excited to go be out exploring the city. And if anybody sees us, you might see us like warming up walking through millennium park feel free to say hi we'd love to meet you <laughs> uh, or come join me on the 19th it's my birthday i'm going to see the frida kahlo and the monet they're both on the same day that day where you can do both oh! awesome it, well fellow jim and i i would love to celebrate with you my birthday is on the 16th <laughs> yes i love it when are you ace november 15th oh you're not part of this <laughs> <laughs> He's just gonna sit over here. But we love you anyway. <laughs> we do love we do love you anyway. But Gemini, listen, Gemini's have split personalities. We might not like you today, but we'll like you tomorrow. So my Scorpio likes all of you. So <laughs> yeah. just be whoever you need to be today, and I'll be there with you. 
Well, I, I, I sure appreciate your time. I could talk to you forever, but you probably have things to do. And uh, I just want to thank you. Skates the Musical is playing at the historic Studebaker Theater. Get there early. Just look around. Enjoy it. And hey, the good news is, first of all, the water bottles are really cool. They're these metal water bottles. So we could finally, the Studebaker is allowing us to buy some things, bring them in. So I hope I wasn't munching too loud on my Twizzlers while I was watching the show watching the show the music will drown you out you're fine you know what i did do do? because i had a little heads up i don't have to tell you there's tootsie rolls plays a magic role right every time a tootsie roll was mentioned i handed one to (laughs) to the young lady i was with the woman i was with and you'd say tootsie rolling here you go That's awesome. Perfect. <laughs> it was just great. So tickets can be gotten at skatesthemusical.com. It's an open run right now, but I wouldn't wait to see it. You got, you know, you, you never do that because one day you regret that. So get online and get your tickets. It's a small, kind of a small, intimate theater. I mean, it's bigger, but not, it's not the auditorium. Uh, it, feels, but, it feels very comfortable for yeah, sure. Yeah. It's, it's perfect for our show. There's like not a bad seat in the house. You really, yeah, you really can appreciate it from wherever you are. Uh, Diana DeGarmo and Ace Young, I've, I've been fans of yours forever. It's so good. We were finally reunited, even if it wasn't on stage at the moment. But one day we'll do it again. We will. Yes, we will. <laughs> Thank you so much for Thank being you. with us today, Paul. Break legs, guys. Good to see you. Thanks, Paul. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, if you want to know more about what we've talked about here, follow me on Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, at Paul Lisnick. That's P-A-U-L-L-I-S-N-E-K. And I'd love to hear your comments or topic suggestions for future podcasts. You can also go to my website, paullisnick.tv. And hey, don't forget to hit subscribe on WGN Plus and iTunes. And tune in each week to hear more Insider Scoop coming to you from behind the curtain.